What's up, everybody? This is Jonathan Smith with Solutions Unlimited. You're listening to the Behind the Face podcast. There are many hidden gems in the upstate, and on this show, Kevin and I will sit down with these guests, get to know them, their businesses, and what makes them special. If you love getting to know more about people and businesses in your area, stay tuned as we will dive into a brand new person every week. So let's get this week's guest going. Here we go. Go ahead and get this thing going. We value everybody's time, and obviously we'll be recording this where everybody can go back and watch it later. And uh, so before we get started, obviously this is being provided by Solutions uh, Unlimited uh, here downtown in the sparkle city of Spartanburg. And just a little highlight for you real quick. One of the things that we are doing is a podcast called Behind the Face Podcast. So if you don't mind, you can check that out. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, but the easiest way to access that is solutionsunlimitedsc.com. And you can go to our website and on the top tab, you'll see there uh, our podcast, different things. We want to highlight uh, businesses in the upstate, promote you and uh, basically provide free information so people know who you are, what you do and how to find you. So nonetheless, today um, we're going to have a special guest with us. I'll let Kevin introduce that uh, person here in just a minute. So let me get my screen pulled up here. So we are definitely doing a cybersecurity insurance webinar today. Uh, your host will be the owner and CEO, Kevin Smith, and myself, Jonathan Smith. And I'll let Kevin uh, introduce our guest. So uh, welcome to the webinar, guys. Kevin, I'll let you take it away and introduce our guest for the day. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to welcome Justin Reinmuth. Um, glad to have you, Justin. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I was looking back. I think we've known each other for about 10 years now. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, a little background on Justin. I mean, he's the founder and CEO of the Technology Risk Underwriters Group. Um, we just say TechRo. Um, also the president of McCormick and Ryan Youth Insurance Agency based, I think both, you're both based in uh, Columbus, or yeah, Columbus, Ohio. Correct. Um, and just in full disclosure, I mean, Justin handles our cyber insurance. Um, he and his team have done a great job uh, of delivering, I mean, I would say white glove service. I mean, it's probably the best, one of the best companies we work with. So we're glad to have you guys here and I'll, uh, I'll let you uh, go from there. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate the kind words. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to hop on this call real quick because, uh, you know, it's a topic that I know you said your clients uh, reach out to you quite often about. And, you know, our phones ring constantly about, uh, you know, as, as Kevin alluded to, not only do we handle the cyber liability errors and omissions insurance for managed service providers such as Solutions Unlimited, um, we also, uh, there's been a growing uh, need over, I would say, probably the, really the last four or five years when these ransomware attacks and cybercrime events really started, you know, kind of uh, uh, amping up in, in the beginning part of, of, of 2019. Um, you know, we've seen an uptick in uh, before it was more regulated industries that were coming to us and saying, hey, is, you know, because we're a hospital and we have to comply with HIPAA or PCI, right? We take credit cards. We have to have the cyber insurance. Now it's like, you know what? Uh, you know, there's a ransomware attack every, I think it's down to 12 seconds. Uh, we want to be prepared because either, uh, you know, they've heard it from someone they know 
Uh, they've seen it on the impact that it's done to another business. Uh, you know, so this is a real problem out there and you just need to be properly prepared. So the point of this exercise is not to get anyone on this, uh, this call to jump in and buy a policy from TechRug. It's more educational so that you can better prepare your business for the environment out there right now. So I know I just kind of put together some slides. I'm not a big, you know, follow the slide. Um, but, you know, one thing that I just kind of want to get to before we do that is, you know, just a baseline. People ask me, what's the importance of cyber insurance and what does it do? And I would ask Jonathan and Kevin on Monday morning for the folks on this webinar to unplug their network at eight o'clock and turn it back on at five o'clock and tell me how your day goes. Hmm, yeah. We call it a ransomware fire drill tech rug. We encourage our managed service providers to perform ransomware fire drills with their clients so they can see the value of A, the security that you pitch and the importance of implementing that, but also B, the importance and what a cyber liability policy brings to an accounting firm, a law firm, you know, a medical practice, because you just don't go down the street and convert dollars to Bitcoin and mine it. And that's the preferred payment is digital currency for these bad actors, right? You know, so there are a lot of moving parts when a claim takes place that I don't think companies think about or they're prepared for. And I had a manufacturer's rep reach out to us recently in the last, I would say it was six months. He said to me, Justin, if you ever need an advertisement, let me know. We were shut down for about four weeks going through this debacle. Not only did it cause them the stress and anxiety, they lost 23% of their business over that period because people said, you know what? I can't get orders. I can't place them. I'm going to someone else. So, mm. um, you know, that that's just what happens, you know? So kind of with that being said, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, what a cyber, what's in a cyber policy, um, you know, what security I think that organizations should have to qualify for a robust policy. Um, you'll talk a little bit about industries that may get hit, you know, more often than not. And then if I talk more than 20 minutes, I'm going to lose the audience. So I'm going to get out of here after that point. <laughs> so gotcha. You know, with that being said, Jonathan, like I said, feel free to ask questions or, you know, people put them in there because, you know, you guys are a consumer of cyber insurance. You just also have the medical malpractice portion that's tied to your cyber liability errors and emissions insurance. Um, but if there are questions that arise, uh, you know, please let me know. Um, the first thing I just, I kind of threw a slide together. I just wanted people to see what makes up a comprehensive policy, you know? And so we put together some, what I would call insuring agreements that make up a, a comprehensive cyber policy. I don't know, Jonathan, if you want to kind of hit me next or if you want to do it on your end. Yeah, sure. And just so people know, we have the chat box there. So if you have any questions to drop them in there, we'll cover them at the Q and a session at the end. And uh, so if anything pops up, if you don't cover it somewhere along the line, we'll come back and hit it. So, so you guys know that and let us know who you are and where you're from. So we can take attendance as well. So go ahead, All Justin. Right. Well, I, again, I put together this. I'm not going to sit here and read and what each does, but people will often ask, especially professional services. And if I keep touching my eye, I'm sorry, the allergies are driving me crazy. I'm not crying. Um, you? But, uh, you know, hey, I've got a, 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 a cyber endorsement on my professional liability. Me as an insurance agent, there is an, an option to purchase an endorsement onto my insurance agent E&O to give me cyber insurance. Really what that endorsement does is it covers kind of the theft of PHI and PII. Real, you know, that's, that's really what these endorsements do. It may have a little bit of what cyber extortion, if I were to get hit with a ransomware, but it's not going to be, you know, uh, uh, the, the limits aren't going to be high enough to deal with what the average 
you know, demand is for a ransom, right? They might throw a little bit of cyber crime on there, like $10,000. But, you know, when the average person, I mean, cyber crime is up 600% since the pandemic. So having $10,000, when we had somebody earlier in Colorado send two $1 million wire transfers, and they thought hmm. the third sounded suspicious, $10,000 isn't going to get you to first base. But just looking at these, if I had to highlight, you know, kind of a couple of the important churning agreements are the cyber extortion. If you get hit with a ransomware attack, they're going to shut you down. You're going to be looking at a black screen. You're not going to see anything. They are going to demand in digital currency that you pay them. I think right now it's somewhere between the average ransom and I might be off. There's a net diligence report that I can send to Jonathan and Kevin when we hang up. But I think it's in the three to $400,000 range. Um, so make sure that on the cyber extortion, you've got enough to deal with that ransom. Um, also, when you get hit with a ransom, your business is going to be shut down. You need to make sure that you've got proper business interruption insurance um, that deals with you know, the time that you're down. Usually there's gonna be an hour deductible. So think of your house. If you, God forbid, have a wind or a hail uh, event, your deductible might be 1,000, 2,500, whatever that num is, number is. On business interruption, it's going to be a time deductible. So it might be 24 hours or 72 hours before you can take advantage of the policy. That's going to be your deductible. Uh, and then I threw some stuff called fraudulent instruction and you know fraud, funds transfer fraud and telephone fraud. That's really what's known as cyber crime, you know, uh, situation. So you know the two reasons why when we ask a you know a lawyer why did you call us or sorry a law firm or you know a chiropractic office or a nonprofit why are you calling us they usually give us a cyber extortion or a cyber crime event. So again, I just wanted to highlight, these are some insuring agreements that would make up a comprehensive policy and why me as an insurance agent, I can purchase, you know, again, that endorsement or we can add it on to our business insurance policy for a small amount of money, but it's not gonna cover all these things. So if you're gonna take out cyber insurance, we usually find that clients, if they're going to go down the route of taking out insurance, they want it to respond if something goes wrong. Purchasing an endorsement on your stand or on your professional liability or errors and omissions or malpractice policy or on your business insurance policy is not going to be comprehensive enough. So rule one, don't do it. Buy a standalone cyber policy that you have to go through underwriting. Gotcha. In order to get to that, you know, comprehensive policy, the carriers are going to lead us into the next slide. They're going to ask for a certain set of security requirements to be in place. Um, you know, I can let Jonathan and Kevin kind of, you know, comment for a couple you know, moments here about the importance of this, um, but this is a more technical thing. It's not an insurance, but basically, you know, there are standards that the government sets that each entity on this webinar should follow, whether it's a derivative of NIST, whether it's ISO, COBATE, CIS. These are standards that probably Jonathan and Kevin have spoken to you about following. They're no different than an accounting firm following the AICPA or me following the Department of Insurance, or a lawyer following the bar, or in a, you know, a doctor following the AMA guidelines. There are guidelines for you to follow. However, the insurance carrier has their own set of guidelines. They're strictly looking at it from a claims perspective. And they're saying, hey, 85 to 95, or 85 to 90% of the time, we get hit in these areas. So therefore, we're gonna mandate that you do these things. If not, that screen before, we're not gonna give you a comprehensive cyber policy. Or if we do, there are going to be catches to that policy, which we'll get to on the next slide. So I don't know, again, Jonathan, if you or Kevin wanted to take a moment, 
you know, kind of from a high level, what these things mean. Um, but each entity on this organization, forget about cyber insurance. If you want to be properly protected and you're not doing these things, I would say that you're running an environment that's so 2015. No, absolutely. I'll let Kevin chime in more technically. Um, but when we're meeting with people, uh, obviously, if you're our client, you've heard Kevin say this, like there's a base package. You know, if, you, if you're not willing to do this base package, we can't do uh, business with you. We cannot be your IT provider. Um, and then when I'm meeting with prospects and stuff and talking about it is it's just that basic protection because we know what is required. And number one, we want to protect their data. We want to protect their company. And it just piggybacks to we understand that cyber insurance is becoming a uh, national requirement for a lot of businesses. And we're finding out every week um, more and more businesses are coming under scrutiny. So we make sure that you're you know, meeting the HIPAA requirements, the FINRA or whatever it is that your company does. And it covers all these things, because like you said, if you don't have these basic things, you're not going to be able to get a policy. So it's kind of it's a two way uh, street. So it's not just for us to be able to protect you, but also for you to get um, all the coverages and stuff you need. So I don't know, Kevin, if uh, if you've got some extra things you want to chime in on that um, in your experience and uh, uh, with maybe some things that have happened and so forth that you can uh, use an example or so forth. Yeah, I mean, I won't go into all the details from a techie standpoint, but I'll just say that we score all of our clients based and, and everything is centered around everything in the slide where um, our goal is to get our clients to meet all the requirements from an insurance standpoint as quick as possible. So sometimes that's day one, sometimes that's like, um, you know, very quickly after we take someone on as a client, but everything, all of our security packages are designed to, um, with, with cyber cyber security insurance in mind. So again, we score all of our clients with the goal of improving that score over time. And, uh, you know, just to make sure that, and then we check all the boxes, so. Yeah, and again, I just remind people, you know, Jonathan and Kevin, you know, sometimes the clients will say, oh, our IT service providers try trying to upsell us. And I say, no, it's, think of this as security cancer. If you go to a doctor and God forbid you have cancer, they don't try to upsell you on chemotherapy and scat, CAT scans, right? I mean, they do what's necessary to get rid of the cancer. NIST and other organizations have told Kevin and Jonathan, here's what you have to do to treat the security cancer. So they're following guidelines. They're not trying to upsell you. And listen, I'm a consumer of IT. Uh, I have to pay, you know, a, a, I have to develop a budget and pay for IT services. But again, I've seen the other side of the coin when you're shut down for four weeks and you don't want to be involved in that. So my suggestion is follow the standard, you know, um, you know, next slide. Listen, you know, we, we see a lot of the insurance carriers and you can Google loss ratios of these carriers. You'll see for every dollar they collect, they're paying out a dollar fifty. I would ask anyone on here as a business owner, how long can you keep that up? You would tell me not very long. So guess what they said? Mm -hmm. Hey, we're going to come in with some changes. So be careful on 2023. Don't just auto renew your cyber insurance policy. Look for these four main things is our coinsurance. Coinsurance is they're stealing that from the health insurance industry. Probably all of us have been to a doctor. We pay a copay. When we go back to see the doctor, they may say, hey, we want to run some additional tests. Let's call it an x-ray. If we hop on or if we go and we do that x-ray, the insurance carrier says to us, you have, you're responsible for 20%. There is a 20% coinsurance. So if that x-ray is $1,000, 
we will pay 800, you will pay 200. So if your deductible to see the doctor is $25, that doctor's visit just cost you $225 between your deductible up front before you get back and then your co-insurance. Same thing happens on a ransomware attack. If you've got a million dollars and the co-insurance is 20% and your deductible is 10 grand, you will, you will pay your 10,000, then they will pay the remaining percentage up to 80, or uh, sorry, 80% of that. So if it's a million dollars, we do simple math. They'll pay 800,000, you have to pay 200,000. So that claim is gonna cost you $210,000. How many people in the audience have 200,000, $210,000 sitting around? You're gonna tell me not many. I'm gonna say you then be careful of co-insurance. The other thing is we talked about it, sublimating ransomware and cyber extortion. So you may look at your policy and it may say, hey, a million dollars, wow, we can move on. But what you didn't see was the ransomware was sublimated to $50,000. Therefore, again, yeah. if the average ransomware attack is in that three to $400,000 range, we'll call it 300, you've got $50,000 sublimit, you're on the tip hook for 250,000. Do you wanna be in that position? If not, switch carriers. Definition of computer systems. Is your data with Microsoft or Amazon in the cloud, is it protected if something happens to that third-party vendor? I don't know, some carriers will cover it and some won't, pay attention to that. And then lastly, this is a new one that they really started coming up with over the last month. Uh, there used to be a carve out for cyber terrorism. So there's always going to be a war terrorism exclusion in all cyber policies. And what they're trying to get away from is the traditional war and terrorism, as you would think about in the past. So they would have a carve out for cyber terrorism that says that this doesn't apply to cyber terrorism, as long as you aren't doing things for political, ideological or religious reasons. Right. Because I mean, those are hot button issues. So you can't do that and then get hit with cyber terrorism, inspect them to pay. So they always had a carve out. They've done away with the carve out now. So some of the mm -hmm. carriers now are saying, hey, in the war and terrorism exclusion, we're also now including cyber terrorism. So um, be careful for these four things. You know, make sure that you're asking questions. Make sure that your policies, uh, if at all possible, don't contain any of these four things. Um, and then lastly, you know, Jonathan, I just kind of wanted to point out two slides. And, you know, people have questions, feel free, you know, to ask in the chat was just the industries that get hit. And then the next one will show you just the cost because I'll get into that on people ask us how much insurance should I carry? But professional services, probably gonna be a lot of people on this call. You know, um, you are three times likely to get hit more than you are in any other industry. So if you're a law firm, if you're an accounting firm, if you're an insurance agent, if you're an advertising agency, if you're an architect or engineer, you're the number one target in industry. I will go back and tell you that when we get into these claims, they don't look for, hey, you're a four-person accounting firm in Spartanburg. They don't care. They're looking for vulnerabilities and lack of security. So if you aren't keeping up with the updates or you aren't going through security awareness training, right? These are, it reminds me of a kid, you know, when my dad would take me fishing and it was like, you know, you throw a net into the water, you're not really targeting a specific type of fish. You're just trying to catch a fish. When they hit the net, you pull it in. That's all they're doing. You know, they're developing code and they're going to continue to do it to look for, hey, you lack MFA. Wow, we found a workaround if you don't have MFA and we're going to take over your email and you're not even going to know it. You know, oh, you don't have EDR, endpoint detection response. If we get into the network, you're never going to go, we're going to sit there and squat and that capability, if you don't have it, we're going to steal as much data or do as we can find patterns, behavioral patterns, and we're going to trick you into sending money to someone you should never shutting you down. So professional services, pay attention. 
again, I, I probably pay more than I should on security because I have clients that go through ransomware event and cybercrime events, and I've never had one that said, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Can we sign up and do it again? So, yeah. so many people say, well, I'm not a target because I'm a three or four person. They're not looking for that. They don't care. You know, they're not sitting overseas and specifically targeting you. Are they specifically targe targeting American Express or Verizon or the government? Sure, I'm sure they probably are. But none of us on that call, you know, check that box. So these are the top three industry, professional services, manufacturing, and healthcare. If you're one of those, you're on the radar. And then lastly, you know, some people will ask us, well, you know, what's the average claim? So I just threw up a business interruption claim and kind of what goes along with this. You know, so you could see that, you know, to recover and the business interruption, the incident is going to cost you over $800,000. So when you ask anybody, what's the amount I should carry? I always answer that question with, if anyone gives you a solid amount, they're lying to you. Because I would ask anyone on this call, is the ransom going to be 200000 or $2 million? Are they going to lock mm -hmm. up one terabyte or two terabytes of data? Are you going to be shut down for a week or two weeks? Is the decryption key going to work the first time or is it not going to work the first time? When it does work and we pay for the keys, are 30% of the, the keys going to work or 80%? I've seen them both on hundreds of claims that we've been through. You know, So this is a tricky question to answer. We could probably go through the amount of PHI, which stands for Protected Health Information and PII, and we could say, hey, listen, you know, the average cost to notify people, this is how many clients. We could probably come to a pretty solid number on that. But when it comes to ransomware and cybercrime events, I have no clue. You know, I would say overbuy the insurance, right? If you think one million is two, probably look at two. If you think two million is good, look at three. Because, you know, I just told you we had a client in Colorado, two one million dollar wire transfer they executed and they thought the third sounded suspicious, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So just pay attention on these limits. And again, I would overbuy um, because, you know, the, the trend, and if you look at net diligence is a really good report. I just like it because the insurance carriers participate. They share claims data with net diligence. So you're actually getting solid claims data from the insurance carriers. You'll see that the trends for ransomware, business interruption, cybercrime, they're going up. They're not going down, unfortunately. And with that being said, Jonathan and Kevin, I want to keep this under 11 so that, uh, you know, I wasn't having stones or rocks thrown at me. So, um, you know, I'm going to stick to that and turn it over and see if anyone has any questions. And if not, you know, feel free to reach out to Jonathan or Kevin if you need our information. No, one thing I, I wanted to get into is that we find in the cyber insurance thing, the things that we've heard about, things that we've seen is, I'll put the slide up, um, is I'll let you talk a little bit about it and answer these kind of questions, how you see fit, but it's the form that they're sending out. Like we have a client uh, that, you know, it was just a like a HIPAA type thing and they're becoming way, all forms, every insurance, every requirement are getting very complex. Um, so I understand from my aspect um, that if you, a lot of people say, well, I think I have this and they'll check that box that, hey, I have this, you know, covered. But then one little box checked the wrong way um, can result in that claim being denied. Um, so why are the forms becoming more complex and why is it, uh, becoming more drilled down into uh, more fine print, if you will. Because um, some yeah. people say, well, the insurance companies are trying to trip us up so they don't have to pay out a claim. And that's not it at all. They're just making sure that, oh, now that this is becoming a bigger problem, we have more requirements. And then should customers be filling out their forms or should they have their IT people filling it out 
Um, uh, walk us through a little bit of that from what you see from from your angle, your perspective. Yeah, sure. The complexity of the forms is really, again, it's due, due to claims, right? So they're going to start saying, well, you know, EDR and MFA wasn't important two years ago, but when they keep getting nailed, they're going to start demanding it. The other thing the insurance companies are doing is they're continually uh, trying to scan the, ex uh, the surface externally. So if you get with an insurance uh, carrier, uh, they are going to the production environment. Kevin and Jonathan are going to be aware of the like insurance carrier is not going to be aware of that environment, but they are going to be looking from the outside where attackers are looking. So they might find certain ports open. You know, they might, uh, you know, uh, again, I don't want to get too technical. You guys would understand Jonathan and Kevin, but the client out here, basically, it's a set of eyes that is walking around your house, making sure that the window isn't open, the door's not open, you know, some some what I would say kind of basic things. So those are the two changes that the insurance carriers have done over the last several years is they're demanding their own set of standards or requirements uh, based on claims and they're being proactive and, and, and walking around the house, you know, and they're going to look and, and see what's going on. Um, you know, in terms of filling your own forms, I guess I would ask, you know, people in the audience, you know, do, you know, if you feel like something's wrong and, and, you know, you have to have knee surgery, do you, do you do your own knee surgery? You probably don't know what's going on. So you're going to go to a doctor. So I would highly encourage you to get with Kevin and Jonathan because a carrier may ask a basic question. Do you have MFA? You may say yes, thinking that MFA is on email and remote, remote access, but it's not on routers and switches. So Jonathan and Kevin are going to let the carrier know if you define MFA as email and remote access. Yes. If you're divide, defining it on, you know, towers every time they log in or routers and switchers, switches, then the answer is no. So get with Jonathan, get with Kevin, make sure that they're answering these questions because they're going to know their environment better than you. Continue to, if you're an accountant, do tax returns and process that. If you're, you know, a nonprofit, continue raising money for your organization um, because it is. But don't get involved in answering these questionnaires. Give them to the experts. And um, I don't know if Kevin had any questions about anything or anything you wanted to highlight that maybe I forgot regarding uh, this portion of the, the webinar. You got anything, Kevin? Yeah. I mean, one of the one things I'm seeing is that, I mean, the insurance costs are going up every year and questions we get are, is, is there a way that our clients could reduce their expenses? I mean, is it like a, a yes or no, or is, is there things that they can do to control their costs? Yeah, I think from an insurance perspective, uh, unfortunately, again, this is a newer product. Uh, it really started working in late 2019. Um, so, you know, we'll call it, what, four years old. Um, so, again, you know, me and the insurance agent e and I'm sure that uh, the first five years of insurance agent e and there was, you know, uh, adjustments, right? In other words, the price was X for a policy, and then they found out, wow, it did Y and Z. We didn't anticipate it. Therefore, we have to either redefine the policy form, charge more. That's really what the cyber carriers are going through right now is really understanding, are we taking on more, you know, coverage for IE vendors that when we can't underwrite for Microsoft and Amazon, right? So they're kind of navigating through this. And I would say, you know, as it sits right now, the insurance carriers, you know, they aren't going to negotiate, you know, on these renewal premiums. Um, you know, I think that you're going to have carriers are going to be in one of two buckets. And I think they're more going to the second bucket, but the first bucket is, Hey, if you've got MFA, it's 4,000. If you don't, it's 10. So that might be a way to get a discount by incorporating some security standards that they're looking. The other way is a lot of carriers just say, Hey, you either meet this threshold and these guidelines, or you don't get a policy. And this is the price for it. Um, do I think that 
you know, eventually there's going to be a leveling out period, a hundred percent, you know, um, the problem that the consumer has now cyber insurance is that, you know, maybe 40 or 50% of the carriers in a certain industry, i.e. Uh, municipalities, government, you could go to 20 markets and one or two might write it. Whereas two years ago, you might've had six markets, right? So is you get more carriers participating in certain industries, it's supply and demand that will obviously drive down, you know, the costs. Um, so, you know, I, I, again, would encourage everyone on here to have, you know, to me, a, a risk management, a true risk management solution is going to incorporate security and it's going to incorporate cyber insurance. I don't think you want to be hundred percent security without cyber insurance. And I don't think you want to be hundred percent cyber insurance without security. The carriers aren't going to let you, um, because you can still have all the security in the world, but you know what? I recently had uh, one of my staff members, she had given birth to her second child. And towards the end, I mean, she was just exhausted because she wasn't sleeping, you know? So on that third night where she didn't get sleep, God forbid, she just clicked on something that she normally wouldn't have. It didn't mean that she made an issue. She's tired, you know? So you're going to continue to see staff mistakes uh, regardless, you know, security awareness training is a vital, but you still can't control the human element. And so, uh, you know, I don't know if it's 10 or 15%. I have to look at the latest numbers. That was the last one I saw that, you know, that 10 or 15% of a staff mistake still leads to a claim. And I don't know how you get around it. We're all human beings. So um, hopefully that answered Kevin's question. Yep. You're good. Thank you. Hey, Justin, before we kind of transition to the, to the end here, uh, you and I were talking the other day about some things coming down the pipeline uh -huh. um, coming in July. There's the, uh, the scenario. So the audience understands whether you're live or watching later uh, on the recorded session is that let's say you have company a and we are their it or any uh, company is their it provider and they have cyber insurance an event happens and the it person jumps in and they're not uh, approved to do that before they contact the insurance company and it creates a whole uh, train getting derailed and people being liable. Uh, walk us through a little bit of that problem, but some rectifications that are coming down the pipeline to uh, help deal with that issue. Yeah. So if you've got an insurance policy, there is a, a vendor list, they'll call it a panel list that the insurance carriers have vetted. So they approve, you know, X company forensics and B company for PR, right? And, and C to be counsel, you know, so they'll go through and they'll do that. If, you have a situation and you've got a cyber policy, Kevin and Jonathan, their staff is trained to tell you to get with your cyber carrier. We don't want them touching the network. And the reason is they don't want to not be helpful is that there's two things that could happen. One is if they get involved in a crime scene and they touch the body before the detective gets there, you could destroy evidence. Therefore, they could jeopardize and impact coverage on your policy by uh, initiating or acting on your behalf until the cyber carrier tells them to do so they can't touch the network right now. It's an insurance. It's met the definition of unauthorized access and it's in the insurance carriers court, you know, the balls in their court and they've got to decide, Hey, Kevin, Jonathan, here are the things we want you to do. Right. And they would give a detailed list of, you know, here are three or four things that you can or can't do, but that has to be approved by the insurance carrier um, because they could potentially void coverage for you. The other thing is, is if they do get involved and the insurance carrier thinks that a claim started out at 10,000, but due to Kevin and Jonathan and the team's action, it led to 100,000, they will do this thing called segregation. Segregation means you contributed in the loss, 
Therefore, a $10,000 claim became a $100,000 claim. We're only going to pay 10 and we're going to sue you for the other 90. Those are the problems that Kevin and Jonathan, you know, get into if they touch your network. With that being said, we're working on something in July uh, because it runs into a lot where a lot of folks in the audience, you know, have developed a relationship with Kevin and Jonathan. They're your trusted IT service provider. We are working on a solution where Kevin and Jonathan's clients can get discounted cyber policy if their clients are doing the six or seven things. We will work with Kevin and Jonathan to make sure that those things are in place. You, will be, you won't have to deal with it, right? So it's kind of nice from uh, just going through an application process. You really don't have to do much now. Um, but then also, we are going to appoint Kevin and Jonathan on our vendor list, on our panel list. So we will give them three or four things that they'll be able to do in the event an attack takes place at, you know, at Sunday at, at two o'clock, because most of these attacks are going to happen over the weekend or at night. Um, you know, when their traffic isn't being monitored as much. That's great. Our MSPs clients love it because instead of sitting around till Monday morning for the Carrier Act, Kevin and Jonathan can get involved at 2.05 and you don't have to worry about voiding coverage or a segregation issue. So now you can sit down with Jonathan and Kevin and the team and you have a true incident response plan that you guys can go over. So that adds a lot of value to the MSPs clients. So, you know, I'm just speaking from the outside looking in. A lot have reached out separately and said, you know, whether it's an accounting firm, a law firm, can you let me know when this MSP program is up? Because we would like to have this incident response plan, everything worked out and all things being equal, you know, plus or minus 5%, if the premium's there and the coverage is the same, we'd like to elect to go with, you know, this program because of some of the benefits that I discussed on here. Yeah, thanks for clarifying that, Justin, because I know that's a, a, a big question and, you know, and we don't want anybody, we don't want to get in trouble. We don't want them getting in trouble. Um, so how can we fix all of this? So obviously we're streamlined with tech rug. Uh, we do business with them and, you know, it makes it, and he can, you know, he can vouch for that. Uh, that's the things we're working on because we have done business with them. We are uh, a client of theirs as well. Things become way easier to deal with a company that you're currently doing business with, not saying that we can't help you with another, uh, cyber insurance, uh, policy, uh, but tech rug, we highly recommend them. And uh, so give Justin a shout. If you're looking for cyber insurance, he's definitely the man with a plan that can help you with that. So where we can step in and I'll let Kevin talk a little bit about this here in just a minute, but we're offering because of this webinar. So if you're watching this live or if you're watching it uh, by recording is a free cyber insurance certification. So what exactly does that mean and how to, how can solutions unlimited help you? Uh, basically, is we understand what tech rug wants. Uh, we, we know what they're after, what those uh, boxes are that they want checked. And obviously with reviews from other companies, there's the standard uh, in the business of what everybody's looking for. So we've compiled all that data and we can go through your company, make sure that you're checking all these boxes that you're meeting the minimum requirements. And if you're not, we can tell you what you need to do to get there. And once you check all those boxes, we'll provide you with this free uh, cyber insurance certification. Um, basically what that means, it will be a nice little handy dandy logo um, that you can put on your website and, you know, printed materials that you are uh, cyber, you know, uh, security certified. Uh, we'll have a nice little certificate that you can hang on the wall that people, when they walk into your business, you know, they'll see like, hey, these people are, are doing everything they can to protect not only their data and their information, but me as a client, they're trying to protect me as well. So if you're a current client, 
you can reach out obviously to Kevin and say, what do I need to do to get this certification? And if you're uh, not one of our clients right now, you can reach out to us with the email there, um, info at suisc.com and shoot us an email. We'll, we'll be back in touch with you as soon as possible. And if you're live right now, uh, you can just put in your, your email address, your phone number and your name. Uh, so we can reach out to you as soon as this uh, webinar is over. So um, that is something that we're offering right now. Generally, that is a cost. And, you know, as uh, Justin alluded to, it's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of diving and, and finding out where the, the weak links are and so forth. So uh, because we have a relationship with TechRug and we're, we're trying to do this uh, to help you, uh, we're offering right now uh, this certification to, to help you get you where you need to be because it's a requirement. Um, so we want to help you out and do that at no cost to you. So, uh, Kevin, you got anything you want to, uh, to add to that, uh, before we wrap this uh, webinar up? I mean, I think you, you know, you pretty much covered it. I mean, I'll just say that, you know, our, as a company, our, our goal is to educate you. Um, you know, we're offering it as a free service, you know, so there's no cost. Um, but I would tell you that, you know, we probably should bill for it. It's, you know, depending on the size of the client. I mean, you're, you know, it's it's a thousand to five thousand dollar type of value of a product. So, our goal is just to to educate and help you avoid everything that Justin was talking about. So, um, you know, it's not a sales pitch. It's just us trying to, you know, help you. So, you know, if you're interested, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, feel free to reach out and we'll. Uh, We'll get you. We'll get you started. That's awesome. Uh, Justin, you got anything else you want to add to this before we wrap this up? No, I mean, again, listen, I appreciate everyone taking, you know, their time uh, on a Thursday morning. I know you're busy. Again, I don't want to take up too much time, but, you know, I think just continue to follow the advice of, you know, Kevin, Jonathan and the team, because uh, as I go back to before, you know, there are standards that we ask of them to ask of their clients to follow. So uh, it's more of, they're listening to the government insurance. They're not trying to upsell you. Um, so, you know, I definitely pay attention and, you know, just remind you that, you know, like with us, our cyber, you know, you know, Kevin and Jonathan, they, you think your insurance questionnaire, we make them go through a 200 point risk assessment, you know, and each and every year we've got a certified ethical hacker on staff that makes sure that our MSPs are, you know, um, you know, are, are kind of best in breed, you know, so we we're different and that we only work with not every MSP that comes out through our door, but we only work with the best. So, uh, why nothing's foolproof, right? We think that, you know, Jonathan, Kevin, and the team are doing a lot of good things. So, um, you know, that should be something that, uh, you know, should make you feel good, uh, you know, being a client of Solutions Unlimited. So, you know, with that, like I said, I got 11.15. So I appreciate everyone being on here. And uh, if no one has any questions, I'll let everyone go. All right. And if, uh, go ahead, Kevin. I just want to say, <clears throat> excuse me, thank you to Justin. I appreciate you being on. Absolutely. It's been great working with you over the years. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks guys for uh, uh, watching the webinar, whether it's live or by recording. And again, if you've got any questions, um, you can reach out to us at info at suisc.com. And last but not least, check us out on our podcast, Behind the Face. You can find that on our website, solutionsunlimitedsc.com. So thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and uh, hope that you are protected not only in the IT department, but that you are protected on the insurance side as well. So thank you, Justin. Thank you, Kevin. And uh, y'all, everybody have a great day. Thank you.
Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Behind the Face podcast. I hope you've enjoyed discovering people of the upstate. If you've enjoyed this session, join us next week for another great guest. Be sure to share this episode with all your friends. And if you know an influential person in the upstate that would love to be on our show, send us an email to info at suisc.com. Again, that is info at suisc.com. This episode has been brought to you by Solutions Unlimited. We are a full-service IT provider in the upstate for over 25 years. You can find out more about us at SolutionsUnlimitedSC.com. Again, that is SolutionsUnlimitedSC.com. Here you will find better IT, better business, and a better life. Well, that's all for this episode, folks. See you next time.